welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me on this very nice fall day we're having, I've got an artist, DJ, human trying to survive this world, um, who um, uh, recently dropped a new uh, Meow Mix on SoundCloud. Go check it out. Um, I'm excited to get to know her, her DJing, her artistry, and why she does what she does. Thank you for joining me, Koshka. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. How are you <laughs> doing today? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, a little tired. I went back to work yesterday after being off for a whole three days. Oh, so <laughs> going yeah. back on that grind. Wow. What a, how was your vacation? My three-day vacation was great. I didn't do anything. I just decompressed from kind of a busy weekend of working. And I had a little private birthday party that I played on Friday. So it was just like a lot of work and then, you know, hanging out. And so it was, it was much needed. It was much needed days off. Good, good. It was, it was your birthday? No, we were celebrating uh, Thomas... Thomas Xavier's birthday, who's oh, also yeah. a DJ, and then we were celebrating Alex Martinelli's birthday as well with Mike Tom. So it was like a combined oh, yeah. combined thing where it was just all all homies, house music. It was really fun. That is that sounds really fun, and that's the best way to uh, celebrate birthdays these days. Is the, right, just with the with the, the, the yeah, like the mixing, like celebrating a like. All like several in one, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was much needed, like just a good time, and it was not super hectic, which was really nice. You know, not too many people, very social distance, and just a good time. Solid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't had much vacation, uh, although I am um, um, pretty unemployed right now. I still give myself way too much shit to do uh, with this show and with breaking and entering and whatnot. Right. Um, I'm very caffeinated right now because I did not sleep too well last oh, night. No. <laughs> but we're going to push through it. So. I'm what also we talk caffeinated. <laughs> that's the spirit. So uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And... Um, so this is our first time officially meeting, but I've known of you for a little while. Um, I know you were a DJ kind of in the club scene. Um, I've been trying to interview more folks, um, whether they're producers, DJs, uh, promoters, like whatever the case. I try to, I'm trying to infiltrate the, the nightlife and club scene a little bit more because there's a lot of really amazing people that do all kinds of cool things. Um, but also, you know, really like, you know, culminate all of their talents and interests into, you know, a lot of really great releases for people. So, right. yeah. And I feel like nowadays nobody is just one thing. You almost have to be an influencer, you know, doing all these extra things to really, you know, make your mark almost and just be recognized so it's i feel like nobody nowadays is just one thing it's it has to be almost like a, a full, a full right. thing you know you got to be multifaceted. right exactly yeah uh, you have to be the influencer you have to do this and that yeah. <laughs> but yes. i mean it, but it's almost nice, though, that you can, you as a person can be your own brand and not be attached to something. It's nice to be attached to something bigger, and but it's it's almost nice in now, day and age, that you can just be yourself and have that, just, you know, have that be your brand as you, not have to put on a character or whatever. And nothing wrong with, you know, putting a character or and whatnot. It's just, it's just nice to be able to do either yeah oh totally yeah like um yeah i mean and that's kind of the fun thing about the show is like a lot of times you know the most engaging conversations are from folks that just have so much to talk about like 
right you know we don't even know where to start um so and you're one of those people because you uh do art in several different ways so um sasha we'll start here um where did you grow up um i grew up in a small city in russia called sergey of Pasad. um that is like about an hour away from moscow so when people ask me where i'm from it's easier to say i'm from moscow honestly even though the cities do not even compare in the slightest because moscow is so big and my city is just so small um but yeah grew up there when i turned 16 like literally six days later me and my mom made the move to come to the united states and um yeah but grew up born and raised in in russia <laughs> nice. up until 16. Oh. oh wow um how's culturally like um what are some like um you know i guess key differences between folks out there than you know here in wisconsin yeah. literally going to from you know where i'm from to here was just it just almost felt like going on to a different planet you know it just didn't feel like we live in the same in the same globe um because everything's just so different as far as the architecture uh, people how things work just in general the cultural differences are uncanny absolutely but i was really pleasantly surprised when i was here i grew up well i lived in south milwaukee went to south milwaukee high school when i moved here and um you know going from a city that was still like it's small but it's not really like in america where it's you know you have your milwaukee and you kind of ranch out to waukesha or something you know just suburbs suburbs but we don't have that type of thing there it's everything just kind of together so going from that to going like a smaller city like south milwaukee and just like walking around i always tell people um the one big thing that really jumped on me is me and my mom used to just take walks um you know the first couple of years would go to kmart that's not a thing anymore um you know just walking around and i just remember first thing that really jumped on me when we were at kmart just like by like some shelf you know looking at things and the person walking by us and being like excuse me and i'm like why did you say excuse me you didn't touch us or anything just like walking by or walking on the street and then having like a person you've never met before smile at you and say hi like that's just such a thing that's not there at all and you would never experience something like this really was like whoa we are somewhere else you know yeah. So yeah, really everything, nothing is the same as there and vice versa. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I um couple things there. First, Rip Kmart. I haven't I, mean, I can't even I couldn't even tell you the last time I said <laughs> Kmart. Like, yeah, it's wild. Like and I remember going to Kmart like, wow, this place is really empty. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm pretty sure I drove by it the other day that Kmart that Spirit Halloween, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, I for I low-key forgot about Kmart. Yeah, know? right. Like what? That was a thing. It's like such that. a like obscure corporation at this point. Right. Yeah. But like, did like Walmart took over? Like what happened? I mean, it's the same store as, you know, any other like Walmart or Target, but I guess like they just yeah. swept through. <laughs> Those monopolies, man. Mm -hmm. They they uh they eat each other alive. Right. But, but yeah, I, I I studied communication for my minor in college, and we talked about a lot of those like cultural differences in communication. And it is always really fascinating, like you know what could be such a um, just an alien greeting or acknowledgement or you know pattern in like just how you address one another and stuff like that. Like yeah, it is very different worldwide. Right. It depends a lot on like the individualistic versus collectivist cultures and whatnot, mm -hmm. and yeah, and um, yeah, it's and especially here in Wisconsin where everyone's just so friendly and just right. everyone wants to be friends with each other. I mean, that I can imagine like that's that just like adds to the leap you took 
Oh, 100%. I mean, obviously, if you were to go to like New York or something, it wouldn't be the same. It would be more similar to where I'm from. But still, even then, I'm like, it's just, it's yeah. just wild. And but... there, yeah. In like, on like the East Coast, like in New York, everyone's all like, get out of my way. Right, right. <laughs> just angry, just so yeah. into, yeah, I would say, yeah, New York probably the closest <laughs> to like what Moscow is, for example, or just like anywhere really like that's a yeah. really big here, city. Yeah, and here, like, you can literally be, like, uh, you can move into a new spot and, uh, like, the neighbors can be outside and be, like, oh, howdy, neighbor. Oh, right. You want to come have a beer? You want to come over and have a beer sometime? Like, type shit like Want to go watch the Packard game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a blessing and a curse because it is really, really easy and fun to make friends here in Milwaukee. But uh, I think that kind of contribute. I think a lot of it has to do with the drinking culture and how it is such a social catalyst. Right. Um, so we do drink a lot as uh, as a factor in that. Um, what's the what's the drinking age in Russia? Um, <laughs> let me take you on a little journey of drinking in Russia. Um, it is 18. You can buy cigarettes and alcohol at 18. However, when I was, I was never an angel baby. Um, when I turned 14, I just went on this like period of my life where I was just, I mean, I grew up with a single mother who was always out working. So I, and like, and then my, my father lives or lives in the set, like in a different city where I'm, um, where I was. So he was like, he was there, but not really there either. So I almost just like took it upon myself to just like, time to grow up. Let's go start. Like I just started smoking cigarettes, started buying alcohol. And I was able to do that when I was 14, 15 years old, as fucked up as it is. It's yeah, it's wild because nobody really cares. Like we don't like nowadays I know they have the like the IDs that Americans have. Back then it was your passport that was like your identification. And you know, not not everybody's just carrying around that little booklet with them to be like, hey, yes I am. So like I'll go into the stores like right by my house and be like, hey, I get a pack of cigarettes or you know, like whatever this is. And they'll be like, are you 18? And I'm like, yeah, totally. And they're like, here you go. Like, don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, yeah, I, I never get carded. I mean, I like, I feel like it's the beard, but I, right. have, yeah, you know, like I, I've found I barely ever get carded these days for alcohol. Even at the grocery store, they'll be like, they'll be like, they sometimes they won't even ask. They'll just like punch in like the one 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 or something what? like that's you know wild like because I feel like at grocery stores they have to up until you're like forty five until you're like really physically looking old, you know. Yeah, like, but I've seen I've seen grocery store clerks not even give a fuck. Wow. Put in some random ass birthday. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, yeah. So that's kind of nice though. I mean, I never get really. I mean, I'm twenty five now and. I don't really get offended because I like I almost feel like some people do it's like what I don't look my age I'm like whatever <laughs> like be thankful yeah. that people don't think you are 21 you know what I'm saying like it's almost yeah yeah I don't get offended by that shit either I I'm 24 but people think I'm like in my 30s you know like it's which, definitely the beard <laughs> and totally, I mean, the way you compose yourself you're also like i would not be able to tell that you're 24. oh my so. god thank you sasha you're i <laughs> i um hey well i there was a point in my life i really had to grow up fast myself so um yeah it happens sometimes sometimes it doesn't it really i think it really does depend on like what kind of just surroundings you're in and what is happening in your life so i don't know it was just one of those things where i was like let's go let's get fucked up every day <laughs> <laughs> and i got fucked up one time so hard i actually like my mom beat the shit out not really she was just like so mad she didn't know what to do with myself and funny story like later on like years later when that happened i like i remember that night i remember how drunk i got off you know like a four loco type cocktail that we have back there which is like a 50 ruble like a like one liter fucking thing which 50 rubles back then it was like a dollar 50 
not even like even less than that probably like a dollar and like later on after like you know years later my mom goes yeah when that was happening like you weren't even resisting you were just like laying there being like mom stop <laughs> 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 i was like i don't remember that i just like remember like yeah her being mad but <laughs> i was like okay i guess that's actually a good reaction because i feel like my drunk self sometimes gets you know aggressive and stuff so i'm like okay good <laughs> good yeah um and it's like it's like real fucking cold it gets real cold out there doesn't it it does but honestly comparable to how wisconsin weather it's about the same the only difference is um winters um just drag on for longer the seasons kind of drag on for longer than it does here but it is i would yeah i would say i guess it is a little colder just in general but about the same yeah i'd love to visit russia but i hate cold i i hate it so i'm from i mean i'm from the chicago area so i Mm -hmm. grew up in winter like you know my whole life i would be totally happy uh settling in in a sphere where it never gets as cold as it does because i hate the cold so much but anyway um let's talk a little bit about your art and stuff when did when did it kind of I guess what came first for you because I know you've done like photography and stuff like that like um what what came first um I mean I feel like thinking about it back then I was always into music in general it was just never a DJ until you know a year and a half ago but yeah photography was the first thing that I really gravitated towards in America when I was here I was like okay like I was just really fascinated with Photoshop and how to do things I just really wanted to learn how to get rid of pimples on my selfies and stuff like that you know and uh, and then that evolved into bigger because there are so many just so many talented photographers in Russia that I, I'm because I'm still there is a like a Russian Facebook called VK that I'm still on and there is a lot of like content out, out there that you know like lo- you know kind of like Facebook where people post so I was just really fascinated with that and I was like I want to do this like I want to be able to make my art look really cool so I was really into like conceptual photography which that's what I started doing at first I would just you know ask my friends in high school to do you know, just do some concept shoots and try to edit them really cool. And then that devolved into me, like taking pro or taking profile, <laughs> taking senior pictures and like starting to make money off it. And which was really fun and, you know, a way to make money besides just regular work. But over the time, I kind of realized that not that this is not what I want to do, but it just takes so much more effort and you really have to, you know, be like that friend or whatever really make yourself um I don't know not vulnerable I don't know what the word is but just be really nice to the people that you're with you gotta build that portfolio and it was just like yes it's fun it's cool but like is it something that I want to do I guess so um but the how DJing came about was just honestly well I never I to this day I don't I never thought that I would be DJing or learning how to do it nor get to where I am right now like I to this day I'm just like like how how did this happen but uh my boyfriend you feel like you kind of stumbled into it and you're like yes it, I think it was it was definitely the timing too it was just kind of when I finally did decide to take that leap and try to you know just learn how to DJ um but my boyfriend was the one who um his name is Tom Anderson, and he's from Tombs, or was in, yeah. in Tombs. Um, he was the one, Josh. yeah, he was the one to really, like, nudge me into that direction for a while. He was trying to do that. He was like, anytime, you know, there's a girl DJ, he's like, you could be doing this, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't see it, you know, whatever. But it really came down to me just really, like, being obsessive over certain tracks and I would just like find you know five to ten tracks that I like like and I would just like listen to over and over again and part of DJing and being a good DJ is not only knowing the buttons but knowing your tracks so so he uh, moved to LA a couple of years ago 
still is there. And we, when we lived together, it was me, him, uh, Andrew from Tombs, um, then Tista, Brian Gray, and um, our friend David, we all lived together. And, and Brian had, you know, his deck set up at the house. And I was at UWM still, I was at UWM for four years, did not graduate. Um, but that's another story. That's okay. Um, but yes, he had the setup and then they were like, yeah, you should, you know, you should try it. But I just didn't feel like it was the good time to really dive in because if I really was to do it, I didn't want to just half-ass it. Like I really wanted to give it a shot. And at the time it didn't seem like it was the time yet, I guess. And one time I went to visit him and literally I was on my way back. And as soon as the plane landed, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm gonna just give it a shot. If it w doesn't work out, then I can't say I didn't try, you know, like if, if, if I really can get it or if it doesn't take off, whatever. So I hit up Brian. He still lived at that house at the time. And I was like, Hey, like, do you mind if I come over? And he was like, you know, if you're really serious about it, like I am willing to teach you, but you can't, you know, I was like, no, I think I'm serious. Like, I think I'm ready. Like, let's do it. So I would just come over the first couple of times I came over, just like an empty USB piled a bunch of tracks that I already had on. And I would just be there practicing for hours at a time. Sometimes like one time I was there for like six hours, just mixing all every single song I had, just trying to like get that, you know, got a hang of it. And then Tom one night was like, hey, he just like sends me a bunch of links to Sweetwater being like, hey, this is the controller you should probably get. Like, or, you know, not you should get, but like, you know, if you were like, you can finance it through Sweetwater and everything, like showed me the controller that I have now, monitors, cords. And I was like, it was like, I remember it was a nighttime too. And I was like, do I really do this? Do I really just like buy all this shit? <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Just applied for the card. They're just like, ask my annual income. And they're like, here you go. Here's your card. You have this much, this much money. So yeah, I just bought it all. And yeah, the, the rest is history. But yeah, I was just like, from there, I learned how to, I could record mixes on the controller itself without having to go through a computer or anything. Um, yeah, and it was just kind of like, you know what, the reason why I got into even mixing is because I love mixes. I love listening to others mix series and stuff like that. And I was just like, yep, I want to do that. So were you like one of those kids that like would, you know, burn a lot of CDs and shit? I did. I don't remember burning CDs, but I do remember making like little things on the cassettes when that, those are still a thing. I definitely remember doing that. And yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I was, and I went to a musical school back in Russia for seven years. I learned to play classical guitar. I play, I learned to play piano, not very well. It was mostly guitar. Piano was just like the second instrument I had to take. Um, but yeah, so I feel like thinking about it, I was like, I feel like I always like, I guess had that, you know, in the back of my mind that I, you know, I could, could take that leap, I guess. So, For sure. so yeah. And then started mixing and that kind of took off, I guess. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, for one, um, good for you. Like, you know, taking that leap of faith and, you know, thank you being like you know if I kind of like what you were saying like at least I can say I tried you know right if this doesn't work out like I'm going to give it a shot and you did right and also yes big shout out to Tista um Brian was on the show a couple weeks ago and he's a great he's guy. awesome he's one of my favorite humans just uh, I always tell him that but I think he's an angel sent up from above for us I think he very well could be. Um, no, just man has such a big heart and appreciate him always. Just such oh a good yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of. Yeah. It sounds like it kind of just felt right, like pretty much right away. Like you. It was. I think it was just the timing too, because I mean, Drew was out of the town. Um, Rocket Power moved out, so it was almost like you know, empty spots that need to be filled. Not that I, you know, not that I could ever replace Rocky Power because we are on like a different realm and they're still, you know, very active. But yeah, it was just almost like, yeah, the timing was just 
I wouldn't say perfect, but yeah, it was timing was right for sure to, for me to just kind of, yeah, do what was that. Your, what was your first gig? My very first, I mean, I would have to say, I mean, like I, like I said, Brian was just so great. He would always let me hop on with him back to back when he would play at Vagabond, when he played um, at Lacage or what is it called, Level. Um, wow, I don't, what, what was my very first gig though? I'm trying to think, cause I know I had my first big one at Saiwane. I opened for two Russian uh, DJs, which was, it, I just had it on my, on my memories recently cause it was back in September. But I feel like there was another show that was my, well, yeah, I guess I would say the Vagabond with Tista was my like first official in a way where I wasn't playing by myself, but it was like, I was like, get ready, like I'm about to go out and play, you know? So yeah, I would say that was like my first gig, which is, yeah, very, yeah, just very grateful for Brian giving me opportunities and just, you know, a place to like practice in a way before really stepping by myself and doing it. Actually, never mind. I do remember my first gig. My first gig was at Site 1A. It was um, Trap Out with Plaid Hawaii and uh, this kid, um, this kid, this man called uh, Melatic, I believe his DJ name is. I don't remember his actual name, but yeah, it was, um, it was with Plaid Hawaii, which was a really fun oh, gig. Yeah. He does really good, like, you know, he'll redecorate site and everything, and it's always good vibes. So that was like my first official one. Dope. Hell yeah. Um, where'd the name uh, Koshka come from? Um, honestly, <laughs> I was contemplating on a name for a good month before I really came down to that, but it was really as silly as my, because I was like, Tom, give me ideas. Like, where do I even go? Because everybody's like, do Russian, whatever. It was something with Russian. I'm like, I mean, I don't want it to be so on the nose. Well, I already know who, like, where I'm from. And, like, having that be, like, a really part of the conversation, I didn't want to do that. Um, but I literally was like, Tom, like, where, you know, where should I go for ideas? And he goes, just, like, just think of cool phrases that maybe, or, you know, maybe think of something, I don't know if you've called of this brand called Mishka. It's like a, you know, big brand. And I was like, and it was literally like a light bulb. I was like, <gasps> Koshka, it's a female cat. I fucking love cats. I feel like it's just, you know, it was something that wasn't, because a lot of artists do think of like the, you know, um, not American, like English, like letters and names and stuff. And I was like, hmm, that would be different. Because I feel like I don't see a lot of artists that are like, like different language almost because you know the 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 guys that I opened for were phlegmatic dogs and Volak, which is you know not really it doesn't really say that they're Russian unless you really know who they are as artists so I was like okay this could be that conversation piece in case people do know Russian and they're like oh Koshka um and yeah it was just I was like that's it I see it this is gonna be this is gonna be the one and uh my wonderful friend Alice um, made the logo and we made that happen and she killed the artwork and the logo is based off um, my boyfriend's cat just she's a white baby she has different colored eyes but we decided to do yeah that and then she put the third eye and I was like oh what about this one I was like that kind of looks sick so yeah that kind of was just literally months of thinking and all the sounds like <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this right. is the one. Dude, fuck yeah. That's that's dope. I yeah, I love cats that. too. I grew up with cats my whole life. Nice. Yeah, I didn't. I only had one cat back in Russia and he was an absolute asshole. But he also needed to be fixed. I think he was just like a horny bastard. It was just like fucking this like <laughs> sweater that my grandma needed and just be under the bed and just be angry and like you can't really pet him but uh but here like my uh, I live with my parents currently and they have two cats and like all my friends have cats and I just love them so much I definitely discovered that I am a cat person <laughs> over the years because <laughs> I wasn't sure you know I was like I guess I like both but yeah definitely a cat person 
cats are, cats. cats are the best. I love when like they're in another room and like you just hear the little bell ring. Like <laughs> right. I just love like the little bell jingling like on their collar, like when you can hear them coming. Right. They're just so such as like such personalities too, which I absolutely adore about cats. I mean, some can be bad personalities, but it's still a personality. You can't really like make a cat the way that you want it. You just kind of get stuck with whatever you get. But yeah, the cats are the best. They're definitely can be little assholes, but so can yeah. dogs are really any animal, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, sure you can find assholes in every kind of animal. Right. Um, so, um, well, I guess that explains the meow mix then, like. Yeah, it was kind of also really random. I didn't even, like, I guess I thought about the meow mix, the, the food, you know, <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, because at first it was my mix. My, I'm pretty sure my first mix is just called my mix. And then, yeah, it was kind of also just fell into my brain. I was like. Meow mix, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be the that'll be the branding. Yeah, hell yeah. So, um, so, what kind of music were did you kind of gravitate towards, like growing up? Like, what were you listening to in the house? Um, that's a really good question because I feel like I never really gravitated towards anything until like 2010 and 11 when I discovered literally EDM music as a Skrillex. Flux Pavilion, Feed Me, Excision, you know, all of that was just like, whoa. Because before that, I was trying, I was really trying to find that one thing. Not that one thing, I guess, just like the music that I liked. Um, so I was gravitating towards pop rock, like punk rock, like just rock and all that, you know, hardcore and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's fun. And I guess I was just friends with a lot of, with a lot of people that were more into that. So I was like, okay, this is, I guess, what I like. And yeah, literally on VK, which is that platform, they they just, you know, rushes lawless sometimes when it comes to just put in, like, you can just, like, download anything for free, like, you can find anything on the internet for free. So there is a music section, and there would just be, I mean, it's a lot more strict now, like, there are certain songs I can't even, like, put on my posts and stuff, because I also need a VPN where I can be like, well, but um but yeah like i i would just like type something and it'll just give me a bunch of recommendation and that's kind of how i found all those artists and i was like yep this is the music i like and i was just like scattering for everything like noisia you know discover drum and bass and all of that and i was like this is awesome but but the i mean i was still you know 15 year old 14 15 year old kid when I discovered it, so I couldn't really go to like the raves and stuff like that, but I wish I could because, you know, the rave scene back there is absolutely insane. They love that music so much. And it's been, I mean, all of that originated in London year or France in early 2000s. So it only makes yeah. sense that it's been thriving there for a while, but oh, I, caught, yeah. I definitely caught it on around the year 2010. Yeah. That was around when, yeah, I mean, we don't like to talk about him now, but Bass Nectar was my first uh, discovery. I mean, yeah, I mean, he had such a, and still, I mean, has such a huge, huge fan base. So, yeah, he was like that name, him, and unfortunately, a bunch of others that are now canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, like, I, I, gravitate towards a lot of electronic music too like i'm like i mean my kind of exposure like i would my friend first like showed me dubstep in like 2011 but mm -hmm. i feel like it really came from going to Lollapalooza every year it was when like okay i've it, never been to Lollapalooza. do you do you like it um well i did i i used to go every year with my friends from home like okay when we were, when we were in college like that was sort of like our like yearly reunion nice um but that was kind of how i started really going to more like edm shows mm -hmm. and, like raves and stuff and uh you know saw artists like excision and major laser and calvin harris and uh um what the fuck else did we see we saw like um uh flume you know so oh, nice. it was yeah i i do really enjoy like 
I think the culture of EDM is like, it can be such a fun and inclusive and just very present way of connecting with music and we're right. in a way that surroundings are an environment are a very crucial part of the experience and that's why like, I would I would I would love to go to like electric forest one day you know like I'm sure that would be really fun but yeah that would be that would be that's definitely the one yeah that I would like to go one of those years it's just I know just like involved evolved from this one thing to a completely different and I think this year they were supposed to do like a big like six day hooray and I was like I just couldn't do it after two days of festival I'm like it's exhausting <laughs> you're, help. you're like oh help right because it's like you're you're literally just indulging yourself in like 12 hours plus of partying and it's like i just don't understand how our bodies can keep up sometimes because like i'll go to like a show that's you know from like 9 to 2 a.m and i'm like next day i'm like dying yeah. <laughs> but like festivals are a whole completely different animal for sure and especially a camping festival me and tom tried to camp out for summer set it was their, their last year before they stop doing it unfortunately that one was really fun um but yeah we tried to camp out and we were just not ready we thought we were and then the next day i was like nope get in the hotel <laughs> uh, yeah. not for us <laughs> yeah yeah totally um yeah so um tell me about what's on your latest meow mix like what are some things you put in this mix um i mean all of my mixes i really just the 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 songs that like because I get sent some of the music, some of the music I scatter myself on Beatport, SoundCloud, whatever. Um, but it's usually just the tracks that I'm just really, like I really fuck with at the moment. And that, you know, my brain thought that, you know, it, it sounded good together. Um, and when I was recording that last one, I'm pretty sure I was really hungover. So I feel like almost when I'm, like I, I just find myself, I can't really record mixes when I'm, not when I'm asked to, but I has to be like a moment, like a spare of moment where I'm like, ooh, let's go, let's do it. Like, I'll just like listen to my tracks, you know, I'll like listen over and over, like the 20, 30, whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's go, like, let's put it out there. And I was just like going through something, like I was just kind of, I don't know, I was like overworking myself, drank like two nights in a row. And I think it was just like all of that. And I was like, all right, this is the time. Record. <laughs> like, let's do it. So, I don't know. What are some songs I'm trying to think? I mean, nothing like crazy, like famous, I guess. I also really try to scatter music that, I mean, the whole idea behind what I do is not only like, oh, look at me. I know how to, you know, do tracks. I really want to be able to show people music that they didn't know they either wanted to hear or didn't, you know, just, just didn't know that they could get behind because I've had friends that would be like, I hate house music. I'm like, no, you don't. You just haven't heard good house music. There's so much out there, you know, there's so many subgenres. Trying to show off music that, you know, people may be like, oh, okay, what is this? So, yeah, I mean, I try to stay away from super mainstream or something that's really easy to play. Like, it's really, it's really obviously nice to just have songs that you know people will like and sometimes I struggle that I'm like I almost like have to put stuff that people will be familiar with so I'm like I don't want to completely play something but it's you know just about a groove about you know I like to throw like techno or drum and bass here and there I really want to be able to do just mixes of that one genre but I don't know it's just building building my USB in my library it's it is gonna take a couple years it's not gonna happen overnight because I don't like to just it will happen sometimes well I'll just kind of like look for things last minute and it works but a lot of the times when I do that I end up just not even playing the music because I'm just like I'm, I don't know it like I need to be able to either see the name and be like oh this is what it sounds like or just kind of yeah, I just kind of know, I guess. So yeah, really, every mix is just my brain pooping out this this thing <laughs> to the world, and hopefully it catches on, or hopefully not. But like my most like popular mix at the moment, which is the one with just question marks, 
I was just in a basement. It was the day when Tom just left back to LA. He was visiting me for a couple of weeks for Christmas and New Year's time. And I was just kind of, and my parents were out of town. So I was like, had this whole house to myself and I could like play music at night, you know? And it was just like, also spare more. I was, I was watching Oscars and I was like, let's go. And I recorded two mixes back to back. I recorded one for 88.9 and that one and that 30 minute one just blew the fuck up. And I was like, what? <laughs> like that was just so spare of a moment but I, I guess it's just something that feels the most authentic to what I do and you know I, I I want it to be authentic too that's the whole you know it's the whole idea it's yeah. definitely I'm definitely not here to be like oh let's I mean being famous is cool and all but like mm, eh. at the not end of the day you're, you're trying to facilitate a good ass time because it makes you feel good Right, exactly. And I've, you know, I've heard people really not like compliment the music, but be like, I just love watching you up there. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Because this is like me as a because I mean, I was going to clubs and places since I was 19. Um, <laughs> and just like the shows I've been going for so many years and like the festivals that Tombs played, you know, showed me so so much more that I could have imagined. So like just going from a fan standpoint to what I personally want to see in certain DJs is what I try to channel. I'm like, if I'm having a good time, you better have a good time. So just kind of that, cause you know, sometimes there are certain DJs that like, that's what they do. That's their persona. Like Zeffelstein is very like, I don't give a fuck. Just like listen to my music. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit here and smoke my cigarette and play these tunes. And like that's okay too, but I also love when people are just like inter like interacting without like yelling one two three let's go and then mic every other song, because that gets um real boring real fast. <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit. Uh, people can take that shit way too far. Oh yeah, the one person that is really I think good about really speaking into the mic is Sammy. Wolfbiter. He's just a master. I like aspire to be as just well. It's just like anytime he speaks, it's not just like, it's like gets people really engaged. And I, he's really good at that. He's definitely one of those. It's like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, Sammy. Papa Wolf, I'll do whatever you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get down. <laughs> he's He's got a big heart. He does, and just like a big personality, big heart, and it really shows on stage. Like he has a really good stage presence for sure. Something, something to look up to for a lot of you know producers and DJs out there. Yeah, most definitely. Well, um, I guess the last thing really is uh, what um, what are you working on now? Like, uh, what are some goals you have with uh, DJing in the next couple months? Um, I mean. Eventually, I do want to start producing. Right now, it's unfortunately not in my car just because, like, I need to either clean my computer completely or get a new one and kind of do that. And I also, I think I want to wait until I pay off my equipment a little bit more until I dive into that because that's another investment. So I do want to do that hopefully before the year ends. We'll see. I mean, it's only two months left. Um, but as of right now, I have... Um, uh, hopefully soon should be coming out this upcoming, not this weekend, but next weekend, 11th or 12th of, uh, of October, August. Oh my God. August, I guess. <laughs> Who so. even knows anymore? <laughs> what are months? What are days anyways? Um, but I have a live mix that I recorded in Chicago a few weeks back, um, coming out on, um, EDM Chicago's, um, okay. Twitch channel um yeah i'm not sure on the exact date yet it's been pushed back a couple of weeks unfortunately so that's coming out um but i do have a few mixes that i'm gonna post for 88.9 um night owls or white owls radio on dashi radio he asked me to record one i just you know have to sit down and um i'm gonna be doing a mix for james sikorsky from best friends as well yeah. he's starting oh, his own great. Yeah, he's starting his own mix series. So he generally, not generally, he was really nice to ask me to be his first guest for that. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. Also, a big heart. 
Yeah, he does. And I've known him for many years and we really bonded. Me and James really bonded over love for music. We were just kind of like the first our conversations were when I liked one of his like profile pictures. That was just a flyer for a show. He's like, oh, you're into that. And then it was just kind of, you know, revolved from that. And I've known him as Disco Tiger. (laughs) So, yeah, he's also really, really a good a good pal to have and yeah also really big heart and I'm glad that what he's doing with best friends is really good and I went to high school with Corey which is wild that like we've, I've known him too for years that like I I didn't see that for him but I'm but he has such a talent and passion for that too so I'm really happy to see him do that and yeah, yeah. so it I seems mean, like they have big plans totally for- I yeah, it's it's kind of cool to watch people from high school like evolve into something so like grand and really right. into these passions. Like, Laura is being like the photographer for UWM. As I also went to high school with oh, her. You know, Laura. I yeah. yeah, I was in her wedding. I know Laura. Oh shit! <laughs> she okay. Laura is one of the sweetest human beings she's I've ever met. She's also an angel sent for like. I feel like she just should not have been in this generation like she seemed like such an old soul like she's very like you know what I mean you know how she is but like yes such uh an awesome amazing human but yeah yeah seeing her from you know being a you know photographer doing all these things to being like the photographer for UWM is also really really good like just awesome to see I'm like wow yeah yeah i guess if you work hard enough (laughs) also shout out to her because so she was on the show like over a year ago and she brought a whole case of these really like um they were like these artsy like seltzers that i'd never had before with like all these like funky flavors and I enjoyed them so much, and I haven't had them since. I forgot what they're called. I might have to revisit that episode. Laura, what are those? <laughs> Laura, what are those? What are those, Laura? Tell us. We need to get yeah. the let us, let us know in the comments. Right, uh, please. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, she's awesome. Yeah, it's just it is really cool to see people that you went to high school like yeah do big things, especially in the city. Like it's. It's really awesome. I'm really yeah. excited for all all the pals. Nothing but love because I mean we're all just trying to do our thing, and it's it's good to also you know going back to the you know being America versus being in Russia. I feel like you know I could not I could never see myself because you know I did a lot of like makeup stuff for a couple of years and really devolved myself into that. And I was just thinking, wow, like if I was still there, like would I be doing that stuff? You know, would I ever have even that opportunity to, you know, do that or ever try to DJ or anything. So it's just really nice to have, to be in the environment that's so like supportive and having pals that are just so nice and are always here to re- you know, give, help give advice or anything or just be a supporter and you know like seeing Alora in the crowd like she was there at the first show just seeing her happy face it was just so so you know just so heartwarming so I'm just really really thankful for all the people in my life that's for sure and yeah just being also surrounded by such artists it's like makes me want to be a better better artist myself and push yeah 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 like oh my god this it kind of stresses me out sometimes how many dope people there are because they're I look at everyone like man I want to get to know each and every one of you and like have you on the show and whatever but there's so many and it, right uh, yeah and like you um you just kind of want to like you want to make time for everybody but you also can't let your platform swallow you whole so right. um gotta find that perfect balance but i think you're doing a pretty good job at it and i appreciate you having me on as well i i felt very like ooh, people know who i am <laughs> like still <laughs> like i like i know they do but it's still it's just it's just it's like as much as i love attention and stuff it's like i not that i would rather not people know who i am but it's just like i'm like whoa yeah. what like i don't know it's just while like especially talking to people. I literally had this interaction a couple of weeks ago 
with a person that was from Chicago with like another person. And, you know, I get, I had my sticker cause we started talking about DJ and so I was like, Oh, like, let me give you my sticker. And he's like, you Koshka. And I like, I never met this guy. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I heard so much about you. And he's like, from Chicago. I was like, what <laughs> you did? <laughs> Thank you. Like it was so humbling and awesome, but just always makes me, you know, kind of step back. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it is kind of scary but it is also a sign that what you're doing is connecting with people and that it is genuine. It is authentic. And I think that you're doing a great, you're doing a great job at that. So thank you. I appreciate that. Just trying to keep it real. (laughs) Right. Surviving. Right. It's crazy world. Oh my God. Yeah. That's all we can do. Really hold on to the the thing we we love and just kind of, just going to keep doing that and try to bring some positive in, in the world of so many negatives, especially yes. right now. Oh, my goodness. So as we're closing out here, Sasha, tell me what keeps you up at night. Tell me what? What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Oh, my God. My brain, just in general, just the random, the random thoughts about uncertainties. And, yeah, just sometimes I wish I could just have a switch on and off because... Yeah, my brain will just not let me let me go sometimes. Yeah. Overthinking, over analyzing and stuff, but yeah. What puts you to sleep? Uh weed. <laughs> uh yeah, or just like being exhausted. Sometimes I have to just be absolutely exhausted just kind of pass out, but yeah, just you know, just whatever whatever day brings me. It either will put me to sleep or will let me just lay for a couple hours just thinking about until I drift off. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just think about, like, okay, but what happens when we fall asleep? Like, what is, like, I just want to be there when my body falls asleep. And sometimes, like, thinking about that, I'm like, why, why am I, <laughs> why am I just laying, <laughs> contemplating? How does, how does that work? I want to see it. <laughs> No, I've, that has actually kept me up awake actively in the past for like, I am afraid of falling asleep for that reason. You're like, what actually happens though? Right. What am I, what am I going to see in my dreams this time? Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird phenomenon that we do every day, like every night, you know, essentially, but it's like, but what, like, can I be there? Can I like exit my body? (laughs) (laughs) Just like. Let me just take a peek and we'll be good. I think I'll sleep, <laughs> sleep well from there. <laughs> just a little, little peek. <laughs> right, right. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, Koshka, for being on the show. Thank uh, you for having me. It was, such a, it was such a nice conversation. Sure was. Um, for everyone watching, uh, we look forward to Koshka's uh, new mix coming up. Um, we'll be posting a link to her page so you can check it out. Uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Thank you.